Time and Tide by Robert Mormel, read by Jacob Dean. The old man walked with a slow, arthritic shuffle, slightly stooped, leaning forward, wary of the uneven ground, using the handle of the cart for support. He was dressed for winter fishing. A dark blue woolen beanie covered his head and ears, and he wore an old, heavily padded grey jacket over a fleece-lined, long-sleeved shirt that was buttoned at the wrists and to the collar. His faded baggy jeans were frayed at the cuffs and his old tan-coloured leather work boots were scratched and scuffed. Before being overtaken by the ailments that had come with advancing years, he had been an active, well-built man. He had travelled widely, lived in foreign countries, been married, fathered children and worked in many jobs. In some he had failed, in others he had done well enough to make his way in the world. Despite his age, the old man still had the energy and strength to regularly drive to the car park near his favourite fishing spot and pull his handcart to the jetty, a quiet place near where the estuary met the open ocean. His cart was made from the wheels of a discarded child's pram, a box that had once been a large drawer in an item of household furniture, and a broom handle. The handcart carried the old man's fishing gear, a plastic container of assorted lead sinkers, a satchel of hooks, some burly cages, and two fishing lines. The lines were wrapped around empty soup tins. The old man had stretched parts of a woolen sock over each of the tins to prevent rust from damaging his lines. There was also a cheap polythene cooler the size of a wine cask in the cart. Inside the cooler was an ice pack, a 750ml bottle of water and a jar containing raw prawns that had been peeled and cut into small pieces. A one-litre bucket of burley made from pollard mixed with water and his secret ingredients had been kneaded into a soft dough. The gear and fishing bait and burley bounced around in the cart. A fold-up camp chair lay across the top of the cart. The old man reached the small, sturdy wooden jetty in an isolated place behind the dunes that hid the fishing spot from the cars cruising the road that ran parallel with parts of the estuary shoreline. This was his quiet place, away from the more popular fishing areas, a place where he could settle into his chair and enjoy three or four hours of solitude and relaxed fishing. As he was setting up, a few small boats idled by. He knew that later in the morning, close to where he was fishing, dolphins would break water as they moved through the estuary, and from time to time, water birds would appear close by. Once settled, the old man laid out a line of baits next to his chair. He noticed the prevailing north wind, which had been nothing more than a gentle breeze when he left home, was increasing in strength. He unwound one of the hand lines he had soaked in water overnight to prevent crimping careful to allow the line to drop into a space in front of his chair where it would be partly sheltered from the wind. That done, he had filled the burly cage, baited the hook and cast into the water. The cast carried the bait and burly three or four metres and the old man watched as it slowly sank. When the bait was no longer visible, he gently drew the line in, enticing the fish to take the bait as the burly spread. Within minutes, he fell to bite. The old man gently tugged the line, waited half a second, then tugged again, but the bait was gone. Smiling, he pulled the line in, baited the hook, refilled the burly cage and cast. Again, the fish escaped with the bait. On his fourth cast, the old man felt a hungry fish strike the bait hard. It was hooked. He drew the line in carefully, keeping it taut, not jerking the hook free by pulling too hard on the line. The fish was about 30 centimetres long, legal size and a good weight. The old man carefully removed the hook, then with one thumb in the gill of the fish to hold it steady, he expertly broke its neck and laid his catch on the jetty to let it bleed. Then he baited his hook and cast again. In an hour, the old man had three dead fish with broken necks laying on the jetty next to him. When the fish stopped bleeding, he placed them in the cooler. 
The young man arrived at the jetty carrying a white plastic five-litre bucket and a new fishing rod with a high-tech chrome reel. He was smiling broadly when he said, Good morning, any luck? His arrival caught the old man by surprise. Few people fished from the isolated jetty on cold, windy winter days. As he baited his hook and added some burley, he replied in a quiet but not unfriendly voice, landed three nice-sized ones. Still smiling, the young man said, Sounds good, I'll give it a crack. Took me ages to find this spot. I had to use my GPS and a drone to find the way in. The old man nodded. He noted the young man's fresh, clean clothes, the backpack, the blue cotton shirt that looked almost new, the expensive denim jeans and runners, and the cap featuring the logo of an American basketball team. The old man guessed the young man played sport. He certainly had the build for it. He thought the young man was a fine-looking boy, maybe in his early 20s. The old man watched as the young man took a woolen pullover from the backpack. After donning it, he adjusted the chrome reel of the rod, checked the shiny baitless lure, and cast into the water 20 metres from the jetty. The old man continued to catch and kill two or three more fish before a wind gust tangled his line as he was baiting his hook. He studied the tangled line for a few minutes, then removed the bait and wrapped the line around the sock-covered tin can and placed it in the handcart. The young man was watching, and seeing the tangled mess of knots, said, Bad luck, mate. The old man smiled and said, The wind makes fishing with a hand line a bit tricky. I'll sort the tangle out when I get home. It'll keep me busy for an hour or so. I've got a spare line, but I think I'll call it a day. He looked out to sea, then said, Conditions were ideal with the north wind at my back, but she's turning west. He paused, then said, Not to worry, I've caught enough for one day's fishing. The young man was smiling when he said, must be frustrating spending an hour untangling that mess. Ever thought of investing in a rod and reel? As he was speaking, the young man reeled in his lure. Then he looked at the old man and said, No offence, but isn't it a bit old-fashioned using a handline and bait instead of a rod and lure? The young man looked at the small bucket of burley, nodded towards it and said, And that gunky burley. My dad said feeding the fish contradicts the whole idea of catching them. He says hungry fish bite. They're easier to catch. He paused as he cast the lure, then said, A lure saves time baiting hooks and shelling prawns and making that burly stuff. The old man gave a slight shrug and said, When I was a boy and my father was out of work, handlines like these caught the fish that gave us a meal. There were no high-tech rods and reels around in those days, and if there had been, we couldn't have afforded to buy one. We caught all the fish we needed with a simple handline using bread and dripping as burly and any bait we could scrounge. He looked at the young man for a moment, then said quietly, Fishing with a handline is a link to my boyhood. Call it nostalgia or the eccentricity of an old man. The young man was enjoying the conversation. He smiled and said, I came here to get away from the books, lectures and tutorials. I rarely fish. I'm at uni. I needed a break. He anticipated what the old man was about to ask, smiled and said, Computer science. I'm studying computer science. Neither said anything for a few minutes before the young man said, I get the handline and nostalgia thing, but realistically, most recreational fishers use lures these days. Smelly bait is becoming a thing of the past. Innovation makes it easier to find fish and catch fish, and modern lures are developed to make fishing with bait obsolete. The wind had turned due west and the waves were rising as the old man placed his line and cooler in the handcart and pulled the collar of his jacket up to his ears. He settled back in his camp chair and said, Problem is, the fish can't innovate. They'll go on doing the same things, eating the same food, breeding in the same places in the same way they have done for thousands of years. 
Meantime, millions more people every year are using all sorts of new innovations in technology devised to catch him, taking but giving nothing back. He paused, feeling a little embarrassed that he had been so outspoken. After a few minutes, he said quietly, If I used a lure and no burly, there would be nothing in it for the fish. The young man said, Oh, come on, you're having me on. The old man smiled wryly and slowly shook his head. I mean it. If I use bait and the fish take it without getting hooked, that is a win for the fish. If a fish takes the hook, I win. Using a lure with no bait, well, that means the fish can't win. The young man was smiling and shaking his head. The old man went on. Sometimes the fish win and get a meal, but I win often enough to catch my dinner. The young man laughed softly and said, Are you trying to tell me I should even the contest by using bait and a handline? The old man was smiling when he said, No, I'm answering your question about why I use a handline with Baden Burley. The young man held one hand up in an apologetic gesture and said, Sorry, I didn't mean to sound like a smartass. The old man smiled and said, No worries, us old blokes do have a tendency to lecture. The young man said, The Burley thing, why do you feed the fish? Isn't the idea to keep them hungry? The old man replied, Well, I fish here a lot. The burley is intended to keep the fish in this area. I figure if they know they can get a feed here, they will keep coming back. It's a matter of give and take. The young man frowned and said, OK, I get that, but what about the way you kill those fish? You broke their necks as soon as you caught them. Why not keep them in the water to stay fresh until you're ready to leave? The old man frowned and said, I see no point in keeping them in a bucket, gasping for life. Once I have a fish in my hand... If it is big enough to keep, I kill it instantly. A quick, painless death. The old man looked away, and his whispered words were almost lost on the wind. Quick and painless, the death we all hope for. The old man rose carefully to his feet, folded the camp chair, placed it on the handcart and said, I better get going, that wind has turned cold. The young man extended his hand and smiled. Nice talking to you. You have some interesting perspectives on fishing and life. My name's Bevan. The old man offered a freckled, bony hand and said, I'm George. Good luck with the new rod and the studies. For a moment, the old man paused, gazing at the water before saying, If I leave the burley, would you mind giving it to the fish before you leave? Keep the container or drop it in a recycling bin. The young man smiled broadly and said cheekily, Yep, no worries, George. Give and take, right? The old man gave a soft little chuckle, nodded, grasped the handle of his little homemade cart and with careful steps began to slowly walk to where his car was parked. It had been another good day, a day to enjoy the things that, after a long and eventful life, he had come to value most. A bracing sea breeze, a clear sky, a quiet, peaceful place to fish and the privilege of breathing clean ocean air. In living the last years of his life, the old man hoped there would be other days like this. Were that not to happen, then so be it. He had lived a full life, a life in which he had caught some fish and fed many.